Welcome to another edition of the Farcom Podcast. I want to thank you for listening each and every week. If you have any comments, criticisms, or concerns, please reach to me on Twitter at Farcom Podcast. Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please like, rate, review, and subscribe as it does help with sponsorships and keeping this podcast free. The NSU soccer team this past weekend lost to Houston Baptist. I'm sorry, tied Houston Baptist 1-1. Uh, with that, combined with a McNeese win, the Demons are firmly in second. McNeese now 5-1 and one. with the tie. Northwestern falls to four wins, one loss, and one tie. They are ahead of Southeastern, who are 3-2-1. and one. This weekend, the Interstate Soccer team will be traveling on the road. We'll play Friday night at Nichols, who are in last place, and then Sunday at third place Southeastern. So a very big weekend to try and close the gap with McNeese and try and overtake them for the conference title. Volleyball team had a really rough outing at UIW and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, alluded to last podcast that that would be a tough trip, and they dropped both games three sets to zero. We'll be at home this week. Uh, we'll actually play later on, later on tonight against Houston Baptist Thursday. And then on Saturday, we'll be hosting the McNeese State Cowgirls. So really important as the volleyball team has started off 0-3 in conference. You do want to obviously get some wins. I think I'm kind of experimenting with uh, this week on the podcast, and I do plan doing it for the rest of the football season. And if it does work well, I'll carry it over to basketball and baseball. But I'm going to be spotlighting one athlete for the opposing team per day, which is the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, and as always, try and have this podcast or the preview episode up uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. I think it just is a cool interactive way as I talk about these athletes and people to watch for on the opposing team. And not only gives you like what I'm telling you and the information of how I think they play or how I've perceived them to play. But you can look on film and see for yourselves and gather your own opinion on the other team and also a way to kind of give a little praise to the opponents we're playing. I do think that respect for your opponents is very important. This weekend, the Demon football team will head off to Houston to take on Houston Baptist, uh, one of the more unique venues in the Southland Conference. Uh, bleachers are all on one side. There's the very famous CVS on the other side of the field. So it's it's a different uh, dynamic when you play there. And if you're an opposing team and you have one side of the entire field just totally open with a strip mall, uh, it definitely is a little disconcerting. And it's just not like uh, any other venue in the conference. So I think it does give a little of an advantage to Houston Baptist. This, uh, I think, is an important game. Both teams come in winless. So Houston Baptist playing at home. And while we look at them and say this is definitely a game that we must win, I'm sure they're saying the same thing on their side. So I think it's going to be very imperative to start off against Houston Baptist very quick and make them eliminate any confidence they may have and put the doubt in their head. Because uh, whoever loses this game, uh, stark reality is we're probably facing a winless season. And while we do play Houston Baptist again due to mere scheduling, I do think whoever loses this game is going to take a real blow to their confidence. And uh, it's going to be tough to recover for whoever loses this game. And fact of the matter is, uh, neither team has been competitive in the fourth quarter against solid competition. UIW, you know, they were slaughtered against Nichols and Looking at that game, I saw a lot of weaknesses uh, for Houston Baptist. On the other side, going back and rewatching the Northwestern game against UIW, I did see some things that I'm sure Houston Baptist will try to exploit as well, and also looking through the rest of the season. 
Before we get to the preview of Houston Baptist, a quick word for our sponsor who does keep these episodes free each and every week. Uh, Watching the Houston Baptist game against Nichols, their offensive and defensive lines were absolutely decimated by the Colonels. On the defensive side of the ball, Nichols, uh, they didn't really do anything too fancy. They ran kind of a zone, uh, a lot of zone runs. I didn't see a lot of power formations from Nichols. They basically spread the field out. And uh, with Lindsey Scott being uh, just a stellar athlete, they were able to get him in some mismatches. Uh, but the big thing Nichols did is they had some absolutely huge lanes. They opened up against the HBU defense. And there were times when Lindsey Scott would take off and there was nobody within 10 yards of him once he hit that line. And uh, it was really a pretty ugly game. Their linebackers had trouble keeping up with the uh, players out of the Nichols backfield, had trouble keeping up with their wide receivers. There were a lot of crossing routes that were just simple slant patterns. And Nichols had them beat by five or six yards. And uh, it looked like their linebackers were having trouble keeping pace. On the offensive side of the ball, same thing. Their offensive line struggled really no matter what formation, no matter what look they would give. And you could see Houston Baptist trying different things, spread it out. At times they put tight ends in. They tried to keep it compact. But uh, whenever they tried to run, Nichols was more than not hitting them two, three yards behind the line. Uh, The few times where they would get to the line, the linebackers just cleaned it up. On passing plays, it was basically Houston Baptist quarterback running for his life and uh, definitely not a good performance from Houston Baptist against Nichols. It was really never in doubt, and Nichols just took him apart. Watching uh, that game, I think it does give some advantages to Northwestern. Uh, for one, uh, you know, we do a lot of zone running as well, and I think if we can spread the ball out, we can definitely get a rushing attack going. I haven't heard any information yet on uh, Scooter Adams or Aubrey Scott. But, you know, depending on who the Demons have back at running back, I think no matter who it is, I think we have the talent to establish a good running game against them. And passing-wise, I think the Demons have to kind of take a playbook out of the UIW offense in that I find we're being too narrow. If you look at our a lot of our games, we have one or two receivers we're throwing to majority of the time. If you watch that UIW game, they had four guys, five guys. They were just spreading the ball around. And it caused a lot of confusion on the defensive side. Against Houston Baptist, with their lack of speed in the secondary, I think you have to spread the ball out. Make sure you're not just going to your primary receiver over and over. Get it out to someone else. Get them guessing. And if you get them guessing, I think we can make a lot of good plays and a lot of big plays against them. Big thing, though, is, you know, with Hurtis against UIW, we cannot have self-inflicted mistakes with penalties. And we can't have self-inflicted mistakes with fumbles and turnovers. So uh, if your Demons big thing is just play discipline, I think talent-wise looking at the HBU game, if the Demons play discipline, I think uh, it'll be a very positive result for Northwestern. Uh, When they have the ball, they run pretty much the same offense we do. It's a spread offense. They'll give a couple of different looks. But I think for for Northwestern, you know, with Jamar Valson, and you look how good Valson has been, and I think – you can get him blitzing in, and you can do a lot of good things with him. And I think just pressure the quarterback, make him make throws, and uh, it's something he hasn't done all year. And I think if you just clog the lanes, uh, this is a team that can most definitely um, be shut down. And looking at Houston Baptist, uh, three players to watch. Uh, first one is a guy I was real impressed with is Tyson Thompson. He was a wide receiver, very deep threat guy. He's very quick. Uh, and if you watch him play, he's also very physical. There's a couple times when he'll do bump and run, and I found some footage of him at a Rice uh, passing camp. 
So if you're on Twitter, you see what I'm talking about. He'll kind of engage with the defender, and then more times than not, he'll go to the outside. And uh, he has the quickness, speed, and strength where he can just do a little hand move and do a little hand check. And before you know it, he's three, four yards past the defender, and uh, he's just a real, real speedy back. He doesn't have the world's greatest stats because, again, uh, Houston Baptist has no doesn't have much of a line, so their quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to get those out there. So if your demon's looking back on it, you have to get pressure. If we allow their quarterback to have time, uh, Tyson Thompson's going to be a really, really hard guy to, uh, you know, to keep up with, and he's definitely going to burn us a couple of times. He's a you know real fantastic athlete, and uh, watching him is really impressive. I do uh, highly uh, implore you to go watch some highlights of him. He's just a impressive guy to watch. Next guy is uh, defensive lineman Kyler Kyler Ball. Again, doesn't have the greatest stats, and one of the main reasons why is he kind of has what happened to him, like what happens to Ndamukong Sue if you ever watched him with the Bucks, where people just double team him and kind of take him out of the play he is their stalwart on defense and teams unfortunately have figured that out so they're kind of double teaming him and getting him out of the play going in different directions but if you do watch him he's very athletic a multi-sport athlete in high school played both basketball and football the thing that really was impressed with him he's a very smart player uh, there's not a lot of times when he's biting on a fake or biting on the wrong direction or if someone's running a counter a lot of times he stays at home and he's ready to clean up whoever comes his way so for the Demons on offense, we've got to find what Kyle Ball is and definitely have our blocking assignments down because he is going to be in position to make those plays. When you face a guy like him, the best way to defeat them is, you know, you can only be fundamentals with more fundamentals. So we have to be smart, have our fundamentals correctly, and it's not something we've done all year. So uh, definitely a challenge for the Demons. And the last guy, and uh, he's the first guy I put a highlight of, it's actually a video of him punting, was their punter, Brady Buell. Both teams at times have had struggles getting into rhythm on offense. If that occurs, this will turn into a field position battle. And Brady Buell averages about 51 yards a punt. He is absolutely phenomenal. And some guys, when they have punting numbers like that, they do those short kicks, but they roll about 20 yards. His punts are 50 yards in the air, and they are very high, and they just hang for a long time. So when he punts it, it's basically going to be a fair catch because – uh, the way he punts it, it gives their coverage a lot of time to just get there and get ready to make the tackle. So the concerning thing on that, and this again goes back to Northwestern, you can't have the turnovers. You've got to find a rhythm on offense because if you make it a field position game with a guy like him, he is going to flip that field almost every time. And eventually that is going to cost the Demons because, you know, if you keep getting the ball and, you know, they're into the field and eventually, you know, they're going to get great field position and turn that into a score. And you don't want to be in one of those games where a field goal makes a difference and uh, he can definitely impact the game great. Uh, one thing I will say, aside from him having a just absolute a dynamite leg, he's very accurate. There's a couple of coffin corner and pooch punts where he just, the, the ball just seemed to stop on a dime when he punted it. It's really impressive. Uh, and I'd say probably the best punter in the Southland. It's one of those things where he doesn't get the praise, but – one of the reasons being is he's on a winless team. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And we saw that last week uh, with Valson, who uh, played a great game, didn't get really any, you know, didn't get anybody really looking at him or any praise from him. But again, once you're on a team that's winless, uh, no matter how good you play, you normally don't get the recognition you deserve. 
And hopefully that'll be a little motivation for Northwestern. I'd say the three keys for the Demons in this game, which I've kind of mentioned, uh, ball controlled, no self-inflicted wounds. Number two, control both sides of the line and get pressure on their quarterback, open the holes on running. And the third one, and to me, it's the most important thing of uh, anyone any out there, is to play loose. Uh, I felt against UIW, it looked like the Demons at times were playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. I say, look, you're winless right now. You're tied for last in the conference. There's absolutely no reason to not play loose in this game. There's nothing to lose at this point. So if you're the Demons, look, come out, beat Houston Baptist. Then you can set up against a McNeese team that's kind of been hobbled, had some internal problems. And you, know, you can win both of those games, and suddenly the entire season outlook changes as you're back in the hunt for a playoff spot. So huge game for Northwestern. Uh, looking around South, and only other game, and it's uh, the game of the week, will be a noontime game as Southeastern Nichols will tussle, and that's going to be a really fun game. Uh, myself, personally, I'm going to have to pick Southeastern in this one. Watching both teams play, I think Southeastern has just a little bit more varied attack. I think they have a little bit more weapons. On the offensive side, I find Nichols is kind of uh, pigeonholed with Lindsey Scott, who's a phenomenal athlete, but I think Southeastern may have the athletes that will be able to prevent him from running as he has done most of the year. Uh, Cole Kelly, I think, is the best quarterback in the conference, and uh, putting both together, I think Cole Kelly is just more diverse of a quarterback than Lindsey Scott. Uh, Cole Kelly, like Lindsey Scott, can scramble. Can't scramble as well, but enough that it makes a difference where it's a definite dual threat. But when a passing attack comes, uh, Cole Kelly is by far the best passer. I think defensively, Nichols is a little bit better. I think their line is a little bit better defensively. Offense, I think they're both pretty even as far as line goes. But uh, it's going to be a really close one. I'm picking Southeastern in this one, but uh, it can go either way. And uh, I tell you what, it's going to be a really fun game to watch, and I'm sure a lot of Demon fans will be watching that one. And again, the big thing on that one is whoever loses that will have one loss, and if we can beat Houston Baptist, we'll be tied with whoever loses that game. UIW does have the week off, so they will – uh, by default, jump over whoever loses that game. So it's a definitely big game for uh, the Southland Conference and for both teams in that race. And uh, there were a lot of fireworks, including last year. There was a fan that went on the field uh, for Nichols, which was just really kind of amusing in a way and also kind of s- scary. Um, say it, uh, what I said last year when I saw it. If you're a fan, you have no place on the field. And uh, hopefully nothing stupid like that happens again do want to thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. A must-win game for the Demons. Uh, not going to repeat myself. I've said uh last couple of weeks why this is important. Have to get over that hump. We have to figure out a way to win. Uh, no two ways about it. So hopefully, you know, coming up on Sunday, I'll have a very happy, positive podcast to give you with a win. Please stay safe. Please go support the Demons. If you're in Natchitoches and uh, you won't be making out to Houston, please go out to Prather, support the volleyball team. Let's go get a win over Houston Baptist. Let's turn this ship around and uh, let's kind of shock some people. And I think with the talent we have, we can definitely do that. I'll see you on Sunday. Farkham Demons.